as I'm sure many others could say the same thing, there were a few days more exciting to me when I was growing up than the 4th of July. And it got to mean it was the one time I got to blow something up, if I was the firecrackers or something like that. And I don't think as a young child, any of us really understood the significance of what we were celebrating. And now, as we come upon our nation's birthday, which does affect the whole world in the sense of freedom and what happens here, I think it's worth mentioning a couple things. Now, first of all, our country did not start in 1776. We celebrate that. It didn't even start with the pilgrims. Our country, the United States, began with Catholic missionaries. You know, the first, we keep thinking that we were founded by the Protestants from England. Do you know the very first public worship in the United States was a Catholic mass in 1526? I know St. Augustine, Florida, St. Augustine, as they say, claims it in the 1560s, but actually, if you read the records, it's 1526 at a little place called St. Michael Mission, which they believe in the North Carolina area. Well, the pilgrims arrived 94 years later in 1620. And the very first words when they landed were, in the name of God, amen. Then came the Puritans 10 years after the pilgrims. And they created these Bible-based commonwealths. We still have commonwealths today. Massachusetts is a commonwealth. Virginia is a commonwealth. The only two speeding tickets I ever got in, in, in the last 25 years were going up through Virginia, I got one, and then coming back through Virginia, I got one on the same trip. Be careful driving in the Commonwealth of Virginia. <laughs> but anyway, these commonwealths practice the same kind of government as their church covenants. Interesting. There were many of these governmental covenants that were based on their churches, and these became the foundation of our Constitution. So when you turn on your TV and you hear all the bellowing about separation of church and state, it's probably important to remember that's not in the Constitution. The idea of separation of church and state was an idea that came from Thomas Jefferson in a letter to the Danbury Baptists of Connecticut, actually guaranteeing protection, not of the state from the church, but protection of the church from the state. Now, I think that's important because, well, you know, and, and in fact, look at even like states like Maryland, they were founded as a haven for Catholics that were persecuted. So we have in this birthday of our nation, Catholic roots. People don't know this. And this whole constitution of separation of church and state is a complete misinterpretation. There was virtually no support, none, for the first 200 years of our nation, what we see today in our vision, well, maybe 100 years, of separation of church and state. Fear to pray, fear to mention the name of Jesus. That was unthinkable, unheard of to our founding fathers. They opened with prayers. 
They discussed God and divine providence, George Washington's Thanksgiving Day speech. Unbelievable. Now, you even look at things back then and we're shocked. Why should we be? You know, Harvard, the student handbook of Harvard, they had 10 rules for living your life as a Harvard grad or student. And you've heard me say this before, rule number one in the Harvard handbook was to know Jesus Christ and to live the Ten Commandments. Interesting, huh? Our nation is founded on these Christian principles. In 1782, Congress stated that the Holy Bible will be used in all public schools. Hmm. You know, of the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence, over half of them had seminary or Bible school degrees. Almost half. My favorite quote, I'm not going to read you a bunch of Founding Father quotes, I've done that in the past. But my favorite Founding Father, John Jay, gave the most incredible quote that I'd like to share with you. This was on the founding of our nation. 245 years ago, John Jay stated, quote, the Bible will also inform them that our gracious creator has provided for us a redeemer in whom all the nations of the earth, so not just the United States, all of you, shall be blessed. Now listen to this that this Redeemer has made atonement for the sins of the whole world and thereby reconciling the divine justice with the divine mercy has opened a way for our redemption and salvation. John Jay, founding father, talking about divine mercy. What's happening? You know, we became the greatest nation because we were blessed by God for our Christian moral base, I believe. Our First Amendment was based on freedom of religion that we could worship God without being harassed. Freedom of speech. You all remember your First Amendment? Think back. Freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and freedom to peacefully assemble. But these Christian ideals that we were founded on were definitely, for the good of all, are being removed, um, canceled. And you know, it's not just about offending someone. I think this is important. It's about our very human rights as given by God. In the name of offending somebody, we're going to strip the rights given by God. These rights are so invaluable, so inalienable, that many before us died so that we could have them. You know, in 1966, the French president, de Gaulle, said, I want all American soldiers out of France. God bless the U.S. Secretary of State, Dean Rusk, at that time. 
Because when de Gaulle said, I want all American soldiers out of France, he looked at de Gaulle and he says, does that include the dead ones? The ones that gave their lives so that we could worship, that we can not live in tyranny. You know, our cancel culture today makes our poor teachers, God bless you teachers, my heart goes out to you like nobody else. Other than special needs parents, I think teachers are just, God bless you. And you have to live in fear of even mentioning now the founding fathers, mentioning the name of Jesus, maybe saying a prayer or now even using proper pronouns of he or she. Christians, are called intolerant. But where is the tolerance of our religion? You know, we, we, we've seen over the last year many kneeling to support groups that are anti-Catholic, but yet a Catholic can't kneel outside a clinic to save a life. Doesn't make sense to me. Well, you guys foster hate. Well, no. Love is making sure we follow God. You know, Fulton Sheen said millions of people hate what they think is the Catholic Church, but very, very few hate what is actually the Catholic Church. I think what got to my heart the most over this last year was just the division. Let us look back and pray for unity. And there were mistakes on every side causing division. And even in the responses to the division caused division. You know, they tore down statues. St. Louis is one of my 12, the divine dozen, I call them. St. Louis is one of the greatest saints, French king, speaking of France. They tore statues down of St. Louis and statues jot down of Junipero Serra in the name of justice. And is anybody really asking the question, why? Well, we were told that St. Louis supported slavery. Well, actually, St. Louis lived in the 13th century. The European, the horrors of the European slave trade didn't even exist yet. Well, we're tearing down the statues of Junipero Serra because of the Native American culture was decimated. Yes, it was. But if you know the story of Junipero Serra, he defended Native Americans with his life. So these are the questions that I think we need to ask before we erase our nation's history. On this birthday, let us not erase our nation's history because somebody who doesn't understand Christianity is offended. If you are offended, I'm sorry, educate yourself. If you are offended, please look into what the Catholic Church really teaches, not just what you've heard. And so this is an important aspect to me. You know, we can't forget the pain of the past. I'm not saying that. I don't think that we should ignore the past, but if we want to learn from it, let's start a dialogue for a better future. We can't move forward 
and the wounds can never heal if we keep tearing the scabs off of them. You know, when I was a little kid, if I was knocked down on my bike or something and I had scabs, it was always tempting to, you know, tear them off. But it would just bleed again. It's not tear the scabs off. Let them heal. Not forgetting the past, but learning from it. And I think that's something. We can't change what happened before we were born, but we can learn from it. Yeah, we got to recognize these mistakes and learn from so we don't repeat them. We're making a lot of mistakes right now. We're told, people are being told who have never been to college that they have to pay the debts now of college students who earned their degrees or took out huge, huge loans for their degrees. People who say there's no such thing as gender are demanding a female president. Doesn't make sense to me. We see other countries going socialist and collapsing, yet it seems like a good plan for us. Some people are told that they are responsible and should pay reparations for things that happened before they were born, yet other people are not held responsible for what they're doing right now. Doesn't make sense to me. And so on this birthday of our country, let us return to our Christian roots. Brother Stephen just read in the first reading, God says we are a rebellious house. We are. And Father Bob just read about in our own land, in your own land, you won't be accepted. Let us preach the gospel and make awareness of Christianity so that in our own land, it will be understood. So I hope that you'll join me and others like us, Joan and Dave Maroney, um, praying for our country. Divine Mercy for America uh, is their website. You can visit them and see how you can pray for the United States and for your own country, no matter where you are around the world. Despite our faults here, we still live in the greatest nation in the history of the world. Let us not lose it. The answer is not to destroy her. No, it's so that we can preserve liberty and justice for all. God's providence was called out by the founding fathers. I mentioned George Washington, his infamous Thanksgiving Day speech, I think it was 1789, you could correct me on that, said it is by the divine providence of God that we exist and if we lose our way, we will cease to exist. If we fall in the United States, the free world will fall. Just ask the older generations of Europe and the Philippines what America means to them. And let us remember that in a world today that can offend no one, why is it okay to offend those who died for the flag? Doesn't make sense to me. So, let us turn to the providence of God, thank him for the freedoms we've been given, and beg him to be able to allow us to persevere as one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty 
and justice for all. Because without God's providence, we have nothing. But with God's providence, we have everything. And so this day, I also ask we remember those who died so that we can celebrate the birthday of our nation. You heard me give a homily before that my dad, when he was young, the nuns told him that soldiers on the battlefield, when they die, go to heaven. And my dad asked, is that true? Can that be true? I said, well, it's not church teaching. It's not a doctrine, but it makes a lot of sense because no greater love hath a man than to lay down his life for another. So on this birthday, let us praise God, give him thanks for our freedom, and ask for the repose of the souls of all those who died giving it to us. Not just Americans, but around the world. When I visited the Philippines last year, and I'm going back in September, I was amazed at how many Philippines gave their lives for the defense of freedom. And my dad said that the Filipino Marines, when he was there training to go to Vietnam, were some of the bravest people he ever met. Those people and us today have to realize freedom is worth dying for. But let us beg our Lord that we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to. Because with providential care and our acceptance of following him, he will bless us. So God bless America and God bless all of you. And happy birthday to our nation. And thank you to all of you from around the world who support God's gift of freedom. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.